If you're in the UK, good evening. If you're in the US or Canada, good afternoon. And if you are in Australia or Japan, good morning and welcome to the Magic of Wrestling podcast. Absolutely. And of course, I hope we've all had an amazing Christmas. I know I have. We'll obviously talk about that. But intern, shall we um, play that inter- intro? Yeah. <laughs> What is going on, everybody? It's, of course, Saturday night again. It's time for The Magic of Wrestling. I am, of course, the magician, Liam Wakelin. And I am the effing expert, Mr. Isaacs. Welcome, everybody. Of course. I've always wondered, actually, how do you feel being called the actual expert? I like being an expert. Yeah, I like it. I mean, it just has this connotation to it. Like, I'm this uh, super smart, refined gentleman. So I like that. That is true. That is true. I mean, uh, of course, (laughs) mate, uh, you had a good Christmas? Yeah, man, it's been uh, stressful, it's been wild, it's been satisfying, all kind of thrown into a blender and mixed together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hope it's been good for you over in the uh, UK across the pond there, too. It's been a quiet one, to be fair, nothing exciting, just basically, just usual dinner. You, yeah, there's usual stuff, but of course, um, as the household, obviously, I know you've obviously getting over COVID. Yeah, yeah, we, we all took our COVID tests uh, on Sunday before we went to my parents' house to... Uh, celebrate christmas and uh we were all negative so that's good i'm feeling a little under the weather today so i'm probably going to test again so fingers crossed i don't have COVID. <laughs> uh yeah it's been a rough few weeks for us man i mean ever since thanksgiving my family's been bouncing around covid the in-laws and my parents and my children and it's been wild dude yeah absolutely i mean obviously i know covid's still a thing i mean it's not too bad in the uk but you still hear about it these days so i think it's just gonna be one of the things where we're just gonna have to live with i suppose yeah it is i mean i i need to kind of uh get the booster and everything try to keep from getting too badly sick because i don't need to take off work i don't like to do that (laughs) no i'm i'm saying me i mean i hate being off work but you know um obviously we've obviously the holiday season you've probably not watched much wrestling then have you not a ton but i mean you know i did watch dynamite i was on dynamite after dark um, I watched that Monday Night Raw was just a clip show this week, so I watched it for about an hour, and I was like, "Man, I've already seen the stuff," so <laughs> I checked out at that point. <laughs> uh, the interesting thing is, obviously, I've watched a lot of Impact over the past three week, and to say I've not watched it for a while, the product's pretty good. Yeah, I've I have not kept up with Impact. I did see the uh, a little bit of the uh, the Speedball Mike Bailey uh, versus uh, Alexander. Um, yep. I saw a little bit of that because they posted it on YouTube for free. So I, I watched about half of that match. I got to go back and finish it, but um, a really good match. Yeah, really good absolutely. match. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, but yeah. Um, so the first thing we're going to obviously talk about is obviously we really recently released the January dates, and I can't remember. It's the second week in January. We have, of course, Mr. Isaac. We've got a special guest coming on. You want to tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, we, we've we've got a uh, it's a wrestler from the UK, right? Can you refresh uh, some information about him? You have nothing. You have no idea what this is, do you? <laughs> no, <laughs> I really don't. I haven't had a chance to look him up yet. I was going to look him up and see some of his matches and see some of his work. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, the second week in January, we have, of course, the rest of the known as Sebastian Mercer. I wish we could obviously get a video picture of him, but it seems to be he's like he's recently up and coming. So we'll get him on the show. So I'm excited to obviously talk about obviously growing up. Obviously, because he's only new to the wrestling scene, so be interesting to. It'll be interesting to too. Yeah, it'd be interesting too to kind of pick his brain about like what it's like to to start wrestling, start training, uh, see any kind of experiences that he's had thus far. Um, at kind of like a baseline level of getting into the business. I think that'll be fascinating. It'll be a good discussion. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, as we mentioned there, that's the second week in January. We've got some amazing shows coming up in January. We're talking about Wrestling with the Shadows next week. We've got, uh, of course, AFW backstage. And of course, what's happening at the end of the month? We're doing the mailbag, right? No, the Royal Rumble. Oh, the Royal Rumble, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Uh, I'm not with it today, bro. I'm sorry. That's, that's fine. Yeah, of course, it's Royal Rumble week, so we're going to be doing a nice little prediction show. We've got two guests on there, so yeah, stay tuned for all that. So enough rambling on. Let's get into some wrestling news, shall we? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get into our part one. We call the Magic Weekly. <laughs> Yeah, I still definitely need to see that longer, but you know. <laughs> We've had now, about 15 seconds to learn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, of course, what's been going off in the, uh, obviously, wrestling? AEW stars stripped of the AEW World Mixed Tag Team titles and new champions crown. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm just going to quote this here because I've got the actual thing. AEW star Sammy Kavara and Ty Miller were scheduled to defend their titles in a triple threat at tonight's AAA. However, Guevara and Miller were double booked as AEW announced Miller and Anna Jay versus Willow Knight again and Ruby Soho. Yeah, they basically got the uh, titles took from them and crowned. Your, th- your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a... It's one of those things that uh, I think AEW and uh, AAA probably went south a little bit <laughs> in working with each other. Um, I think this is probably an example of that. Yeah. I'll be curious to see what Conan has to say on this podcast. Um, because I mean, he's like the, uh, I think, I believe he's the booker of AAA, if I'm not mistaken. So we'll, we'll wait and see what he says here. But yeah, you know, I, I think it's kind of funny. They were double booked. Obviously, they're going to go with Tony Khan because that's their mm-hmm. primary employer. Um, so I can't blame them on that. But uh, I would assume this is probably going to be the end of AEW working with AAA. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, in that the FTR lost their titles in probably controversial fashion is probably the <laughs> correct word. I mean, bad night for AEW all around when it comes to AAA. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a pretty clear indication when you put two and two together that uh, they're, they're probably going to move forward separately. Is Do you think that's for the best or do you think it's... Could be, uh, you know, them. I I think it probably benefited AAA more than it did AEW. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't really see anything on AEW television other than just AAA's titles, <laughs> their belts. I mean, other than that, there really wasn't much going on on the AEW side. So I think they just kind of like, eh, you know, why are we doing this? Um, AAA was benefiting from it more. They had uh, Kenny Omega as their champion for a little while. Um, which he had an amazing match with Ray Phoenix in AAA, which was mm-hmm. really fun to watch. Uh, and of course, FTR was there and and Tay and Sammy. But uh, yeah, I, I'd say for now, AEW is probably just going to keep their talent here in the states and uh, move forward without AAA's involvement. Yeah, I mean, obviously, what do you reckon to with the rumors of obviously FTR? And I mean, now that's two titles I've lost. Yeah, I, I, 
I, I suppose they're just going to focus on AEW moving forward. AEW mm-hmm. and perhaps the Ring of Honor, um, which is probably why they dropped the titles. I don't expect them to uh, get back the uh, the IWGP or anything like that. I just I think they're going to focus on AEW and Ring of Honor moving forward. Yeah, but like I said, there's obviously rumors that we're returning to WWE in next year, but it's a possibility. It's a possibility. Yeah. We'll have to see how 2023 goes and how they're booked. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, just stay tuned. I mean, we'll we'll never never know. But right. So the next one, obviously, we've got is I hope I said this name right. Exia Brookside makes her return to Stardom now. I think it's Zia Brookside, isn't it? Uh, well, thank you for that. I mean, I butcher <laughs> these names all the time. I mean, I'm the UK, what do you expect? But yeah, Exia Brookside makes a return to stardom. Now, we spoke about, obviously, stardom, obviously, before we went live, but the show's pretty good. I mean, what do you reckon to this? Yeah, I, I'm not incredibly familiar with her work, honestly. I didn't watch NXT UK very often, so I, I don't really have much to say about her and her uh, in-ring skills or anything. But I imagine if she went to stardom, that that's probably a sign that she's got some technical acumen. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not checked out stardom. It's something I've been wanting to do for a while. I'm always hoping that they're going to integrate it eventually with new Japan world since, uh, uh, new Japan purchased stardom mm-hmm. under the same umbrella now. But, uh, my understanding is that they air on uh, competing networks in Japan. So that kind of prevents a lot of cross pollination between the two. Yeah. Um, Hopefully the IWGP women's title kind of changes that a little bit because I, I want to see more of what they got. I've been hearing about stardom for years. Yeah, I mean, I've like I said, I've watched a bit of the product. I would recommend it. I'm not going to spoil it for you because I'm, I'm not that type of guy, but I would definitely check it out. I will see if I can find it. That's for not sure. A, not a problem. Right. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, next topic is now. Obviously, Dax Howard's got his own little podcast out. He offers his uh, thoughts on uh, Dave Meltzer star ratings. Of course, this is a big little thing that Dave does, but I'll just read quote what he said. Rate whatever you want, however you want. If you don't believe it's five stars, that's fine. But I will tell you this. I watched the Brain Busters versus the Heart Foundation from SummerSlam 1989. He gave it two stars. I give it a good, at least four stars. It's a beautiful match, the way they work together and the tag team psychology and how they use each other and use the referee. That's tag team wrestling. But he didn't enjoy that match. I did. I loved the match. Obviously, Dave, I mean, sometimes his star ratings get questionable. I mean, your thoughts? Well, it's it's long known that Dave Meltzer has a bias towards strong style wrestling and any kind of like acrobatic kind of flippy dippy PWG type wrestling. So like if you're a if you're wrestling a Japanese strong style match or if you're wrestling like a spot fest like a PWG. Um, he's going to love your work. Now, if you're working more of kind of a straight WWE style, mm-hmm. he's not as into that. Uh, so I think he kind of sometimes lumps FTR into that. Um, that. That's just a known thing about Meltzer. The star rating thing, I, I've heard Cornette talk about it, how he kind of gave him the idea for it <laughs> way back when. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things you just, people get really hung up on it. They get really hung up on whether Meltzer is going to give this star rating or that star rating. Which is funny because everybody says they don't care about Dave Meltzer and what he thinks, but yet they hang on his every word when it comes to these ratings. I think we give it too much power, honestly. Um, I'd like to see some other people create their own star ratings and start circulating them around. We, we need more judges than Dave Meltzer and whether or not a match is good. 
Yeah, absolutely. From, so, from your point of view, how would you rate a match? Would you rate it like in the star rating, like the ABC grading, or? Uh, I'd probably do the star rating. Yeah, I mean, I I think the the grade scale, like uh, you know, A B C D F, like in in schools, a little bit. Uh, I don't know. It, it seems a little juvenile for this. I would do a star rating. That's what I would do. And um, you know, the the basis of it really is going to depend on who you're talking to and what their personal preference is. Like I said, Dave is into strong style and spot monkey matches. That's what he's into, um, <laughs> which is fine. A lot of people love that kind of wrestling. I mean, there's a lot of that kind of wrestling I love, but there's a lot of WWE style wrestling. I love too. You got to learn to appreciate every style of wrestling. And uh, I think it, maybe it would be more balanced if Dave brought in a couple more people and they did a judging system, almost kind of like scoring a fight in boxing or mixed martial arts. They all three give a rating and then kind of give a composite score based on that rating with their explanations of why they got that rating. Uh, yeah. It might make it a little more legitimate. Yeah, absolutely. So this match she's obviously talking about, the Brain Busters versus the Help Foundation. Have you seen this match? I'm sure I have, but it's been many, many, many years. I'd have to go back and check it out again. Right. I was going to ask you for your star rating, but if you can't remember <laughs> it, that's absolutely fine. I mean, it's 1989, but, you know. Uh, so one last obviously thing for the rest of Magic Weekly. Uh, AEW's obviously got a new look in 2023. Now I've seen the little video, obviously, which is obviously they, they aired. A lot of people are saying similar things to WWE. I mean, your thoughts? Well, to be honest, I think the WWE kills them on production. I mean, I'm just being honest here. I mean, the shows look the same for about 20 years, but the production is much tighter in WWE than it is AEW. So I'm hoping that this guy comes in and, and kind of changes some things, introduces some new camera angles, uh, some different aesthetics to the show that kind of jazz it up a little bit. Uh, because I, I think AEW can look a little flat and boring sometimes. It kind of yeah. looks like those old like Monday Nitros, which were fine. But, you know, you got to jazz it up a little bit. Um, I think that aesthetic really works well with casuals. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that maybe this will help kind of freshen up the look a little bit and maybe get some more eyeballs on the product. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, a lot of people are saying don't get rid of the two tunnel things. I mean, I kind of love this because I feel like it's like their identity. Do you think this could actually go, if you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of the two tunnel thing. Like, I... I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of indifferent on it. It's not really a game changer for me one way or the other. They have the heel tunnel and the face tunnel, but uh, I don't know. I'd prefer to just have one entrance, to be honest with you. I like that better, personally. Yeah, obviously it says effect from January. Do you think it would get like integrated, or do you just feel it could be one completely show new look, so to speak? Um, I think it's probably going to be phased. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll probably tweak some things here and there, and uh, we, we might not see a full set for a month or two into 2023, because my understanding is this gentleman just started with them. So, you know, we, we got to kind of phase some things out and phase some new things in. But I'm curious to see what he does with it, though. I, my understanding is this guy was kind of expected to be Kevin Dunn's uh, successor. So th th this is a pretty big get for Tony Khan. Absolutely. I mean, when as we spoke about a few weeks ago, you've obviously got Jeff Jarrett who's doing like the business side. Do you think AEW is going in the right direction then? I think so. Yeah, I really do. I, I think Tony Khan's made some good moves this year, and uh, you know, I'm 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 glad to see that because I kind of thought it was going to be the opposite at the start of the year, to be honest with you. But uh, 
yeah, I, I think they're going the right direction business wise. I, I think um, they just need to keep focusing on their product. Don't talk about WWE. Uh, you know, just focus on your show, focus on your product, focus on building your characters. We'll get more into that later in the main event. Yeah, absolutely. Cause, and uh, yeah, that pretty much wraps up the news for me, but I do believe you've got a story you want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if, uh, for anybody out there that used to watch TNA, I, I saw that, uh, Don West, who was a commentator passed away, um, on Friday, which is. Very unfortunate. I, I was a big fan of Don West. He was one of those guys that he wasn't a wrestling guy, but they put him behind the microphone with Mike T Mike Tanay. And on those old TNA shows, he just brought such an energy and an enthusiasm to those shows. I thought Don West was great. So RIP Don West. Absolutely. And the thing is, I was with Don West. I mean, them two just work so well together. I mean, as you mentioned there, the early days of TNA, the product for me was just absolutely terrific because for me, when I'm watching wrestling, I feel like the announcement team kind of adds something to the matches as well, and I feel like them two did that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, his his energy was just infectious, and he was well-loved. Um, you know, a lot of announcers that come from outside of wrestling that don't have a wrestling background don't have that kind of energy. That they, they don't create that kind of spark with the talent, but everybody loved Don West. Nobody had anything bad to say about him. Not at all, not at all. And, of course, as Mr. Isaac said there, Rest in peace, Don West. You will be sadly, sadly missed. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, let's get into our main event, shall we? Let's see. The main event. Catch me every time, and I have no idea why. <laughs> You're uh, waiting for that quarter to go in the slot. It's like a like an ADHD thing, like. Come on, get the quarter in there. We got to move on. Uh, yeah. So, of course, this week we obviously said, because obviously it's, what, two days away before the new year, we said, look, let's let's talk about things we want to see next year. So we've obviously we've got a list. But we've got five, six things each. Is that probably correct? Yeah. Give or take. Yeah. I think it's about what we got. Yeah, so we're just going to talk about, obviously, the things we want to see as fans. I mean, there might be some, obviously things online which people want to see as well but yeah this is what the main event is so i'll let you go first mr isaac yeah so the, these are things that we want to see happen in wrestling in 2023 whether it's in wwe AEW, or whatever so um the the first one that i had on my list is i want to see wwe go back to that prime nxt style of booking from like and i give it a range of from like 2014 to 2018 which, mm -hmm. in my opinion, was the best wrestling that I've seen of the past 20 years by a mile. Like, I think it's better than current AEW. I think it's better than anything New Japan was doing at the time. I think it's better than Ring of Honor in its prime, TNA in its prime. That's what I want to see. I want to see that kind of booking back on WWE, the mainstream television of WWE. So when you say, obviously, the mainstream, do you mean just in NXT or WWE as a whole? Oh, I want to see that on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, I, I want to see that style of wrestling and that style of booking on Raw and SmackDown and the, the premium live events. I don't think it's going to happen, to be honest. <laughs> but I, I want to see that because NXT was absolutely banging during that time. The main yeah. events were awesome. Uh, every time they put on a special live event, I mean, it was just fantastic. Nakamura, his title run was amazing. Sami Zayn had an amazing run there. Uh, the, I mean, the four horsewomen 
I mean, put on absolute clinics there. I want to see that type of booking on the main WWE shows again. I think that is a good show. I mean, but how would you rate the NXT product as it is now? Because, I mean, I've watched a little bit, and to be quite honest with you, I'm, the only way I can describe it is I found it boring. I think it's terrible. <laughs> I actually think NXT today is awful. Like, I don't watch it. Um, I tune in a little bit here and there, but it's just, it's boring. It's stupid. It looks dumb. The cartoonish colors and everything of the 2.0 just doesn't fit it. Um, I just don't like it, man. They, they've got the, the stupid gimmick where Wendy Chu like wears pajamas and falls asleep. And it's like, come on. This is not what NXT is supposed to be. NXT is supposed to be more of kind of like a grassroots level wrestling product. That's what it was. That's what made it so great. But then they 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 over cartoonized it and made mm-hmm. it kind of look like 1990s WWE. And it just I don't like it, man. I don't like it today. I love Braun Breaker. But, but other than yeah. that, I'm just not into the current NXT product. No, there's. I, I think you're on point there. I think a lot of people class NXT as like the developmental. So it's like people always learn. But you just mentioned there, Braun Breaker is a great talent. But the problem I have is, is when they get called up to the actual main roster, they see, I won't say the flop. That's probably not the correct word. I mean, the best example is look at Cross when he went up to the main roster originally. I mean, that was terrible in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think Vince watched NXT, like, at all. (laughs) So I think when these guys were presented to him, guys and girls, when they were presented to Vince McMahon, he didn't know what to do with them or he didn't get it. He didn't understand. What did he do with Karrion Cross? was just awful. I mean, he put him in that stupid gladiator costume, took Scarlet away from him, took his flashy entrance away from him. It was just stupid. Like, it was just really, really dumb. And I think it's even hurting Cross today. I mean, Cross came back, but I think he's having some trouble getting over because of the residual effect of the gladiator costume. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I kind of agree with that. I've watched him obviously a few times, and it's just like, I don't get that vibe, if you know what I mean. Yeah, for one thing, he needs to go back to the shaved head. I thought that was a much more menacing look. Um, I like that better aesthetically, uh, but... Yeah, it's just it, he's even having trouble getting his footing now when they gave him his his old gimmick back um, because they just fumbled him so bad the first time around. It yes. sucks if that happens to a lot of these people. Absolutely, but yeah, I mean, the to go to the NXT type thing, I mean, I'm all for it. I mean, I think you've hit the nail on the head. I thought it was absolutely terrific during the 2014, so who knows? We shall definitely see. Right, so the first one, well, I've got quite a few, but the first one on my list is now, obviously, Impact's gone through so much turmoil, so much backlash and everything, but I would like to see them gain a little bit of momentum because I do feel like the product, despite the channel they're on, it's really, really good. I mean, I will be honest. Yeah, I think the problem with Impact today is that it's a good product, but it's just such such a saturated market right now mm-hmm. that it's just kind of hard for them to get footing. Uh, and let's be honest, AEW really, really, really hurt Impact and MLW and some of these other organizations that were kind of mid-tier professional organizations and mm-hmm. completely stole their thunder. So I haven't watched much TNA this year, to be honest with you. I've seen bits bits and pieces. What I have seen, I've enjoyed. Um, I, I think from what little I've seen of it, it looks like a good product. There's just so much wrestling out there, and there's only so many hours in the week that we can watch this stuff. It just makes it difficult to stand out. 
Yeah, absolutely. Do you think the obviously the channel the run doesn't help as well? I mean, I do know that the them own impacts got obviously rights in the channel as well. Yeah, I mean, Access TV is just not it's not a very widely distributed channel. Um, but you know, it, it's cheap for them to use it because their parent company Anthem owns Access TV. So, I mean, it goes hand in hand that they should have it. Uh, I know they've got a YouTube deal where you can pay like a dollar a month and watch the show, but you know, unless you're like really, really into the niche products of wrestling, you're probably not going to seek that out. Um, so yeah, I think they have an exposure problem. I really do. Um, you know, I, I hope they get their footing and I hope they, I hope they don't die, which I mean, you know, like I jokingly said before, TNA is kind of the cockroach of pro wrestling <laughs> in the sense of that they could survive a nuclear holocaust and still exist, which is what yeah. they always say about the cockroach. <laughs> so there you go. Me. Absolutely. I mean, that's the best definition. If you let's say to make impact to go to the next level, what two things would you actually change from you as a fan? Um, I would change the network they're on. Mm-hmm. That's the number one thing. Uh, the number two thing, I would just keep putting on really, really good high-level matches. Oh, oh, oh uh, yeah, we are, I'm feeling a bit of the weather. Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling it a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they need more matches, kind of like the Speedball Mike Bailey versus uh, Josh Alexander match, because uh, I've only seen part of that, but it was an absolute clinic. So they, they need to keep putting on matches like that, and they've got to have a better TV deal. they got to get out front where people can see them more. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the first one on my list. Um, impact to game momentum. So uh, what's the next one in your list? All right. We kind of talked about this one a little bit, but I'm kind of excited to see AEW's new look. Mm -hmm. So I've always thought, kind of like what we said before, we had this discussion a little bit a few minutes ago, but I've always thought WWE's product looked and sounded so much better than AEW. Yep. And uh, I just want to see what happens if they bring some of that production magic from WWE that's worked so well for the past couple of decades to AEW and put a di little bit of a different spin on it in AEW. So I'm excited to see what happens here. I'm, I'm hoping that they kind of jazz up the aesthetic a little bit, the graphics, maybe change the entrance a little bit, um, mess with the volume levels a little bit. I'd like to be able to hear the crowd pop a little more, maybe hear the entrance music a little more in the audio mix. Um, but we'll see what happens. I mean, this guy's supposed to be Kevin Dunn's uh, protege. So, you know, we'll see what happens here. What, what do you think? What do you expect out of this? The, so the one thing I don't want to see is, is like where you change so many things to where it becomes another WWE. That's the one thing I don't want to see. But I think the camera angles sometimes really drive me insane. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Well, I'll tell you what I don't like that Kevin Dunn does. I don't like the shaky cam thing. Oh, no. Like, I don't like that. when there's a brawl and the camera's like, oh, 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 like going in and out. And I, I hate that. I hate that when they started doing that in Hollywood and action movies. And I hate when they do that now. But overall, the, the quality of the image and the sound and everything is kind of what I'm more leaning into here. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, I mean, there's little things when you watch the show, but for some fans they watch it for the entertainment if fans like us obviously do a podcast each week we don't critique it we're more like oh we could have like do this you know we're not like being critiquing we're just like this might be a little bit better it's just like the typical fan base yeah yeah i mean we we just all of us as wrestling fans we just want to see wrestling be the best it can possibly be yeah i mean i'm i'm 
certainly don't come on here and uh, say, you know, ah, they suck. I want them to fail. Like that's, it's definitely not my view of any wrestling company out there. So I'm hoping for the best. You're hoping for the best. Let's just see what happens here with AEW. But I, I want to see, I hope the revamped look kind of helps the aesthetic. Maybe helps pull in some new fans because that stuff matters on a subconscious level. A lot more with hardcores like you and I. Hardcores yeah. are going to watch no matter what. Yeah. But to get casuals, you got to kind of jazz it up a little bit. Absolutely. Do you think, obviously, with this new look in place, do you think AEW will gain more fans, more fan base? I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that hardcore fans are like, oh, well, how's changing the lighting going to help? But, you know, that kind of stuff happens. Like, if you understand psychology and the marketing of psychology on a subconscious level, when you give it a more appealing aesthetic, a more appealing look, when you adjust the audio level so you can kind of hear the crowd boom a little more, you hear the music a little more in the mix, that stuff matters. Like, I don't know if, um, like, you've ever noticed, but, like, back in John Cena's heyday, his music by far was the loudest thing you would hear in the audio mix, which kind yeah. of became a meme after a while. <laughs> but it was like you, you had to throw that out there uh, aesthetically that this guy is the most important guy on the show. And that's going to come through psychologically in your brain. You're going to hear that and you're going to say, wow, this guy really stands out, which makes you think that he's more of a star. It's just little production tips like that that I think a lot of hardcore fans don't think about. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, as you mentioned there with John Cena, I also think the crowd reaction with his entrance music just made it so much good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it definitely helps the aesthetic a lot and it helps get people over. Yeah, and obviously the effect, obviously AEW's new look takes effect from January, so we shall definitely see what actually brings. So, yeah, I kind of agree with the new look. Now, I've got a wrestler on my list, and I'll explain why this wrestler's on my list. Um, I want Taya Valkyrie to get a little bit more recognition. The reason I say that is everybody talks about Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, Jamie Hayter, but yeah, with Taya Valkyrie, she's obviously in MLW. She's the MLW featherweight champion. She's the AAA uh, Rena Del Rey champion. She's an impact. I mean, it kind of frustrates me that somebody's that good but doesn't get the recognition Joe they deserve. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I kind of feel the same way about like Mercedes Martinez the past few years. You know, like mm -hmm. there, there's some people out there that are great, great wrestlers that just really haven't had their 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 time in the limelight as far as like american wrestling is concerned um you know i know taya is big in uh, mexico obviously as we talked about i mean she's huge she's considered like a legend in lucha <laughs> i'd like to see more of her here in the states i mean she she had that stupid frankie monet gimmick in nxt that went absolutely nowhere um they just need to let her be herself i'd like to see her i don't know if aew i mean aew could definitely use her i don't know if they would um, but I want to see Taya Valkyrie in either AEW or a proper WWE run. Yeah, and the, the interesting thing is, I do believe she is a free agent from 2023, so anything could happen there. But yeah, I think AEW would help big time because I'd like just imagine her against like Britt Baker or Jamie Hayter. I just feel like she could put on because she's, she's been wrestling for so so long as well, which is obviously another thing. Yeah, I mean she's a very valuable addition. To any women's roster, I, I think she would be a huge get for AEW if they got her, if they would use her. <laughs> That's the big thing. I, you know, 
I think people don't like when I harp on this, but I don't like when AEW brings somebody in and they just sit them on the, you know, put them in catering for a few weeks and don't put them on TV. But if they would actually use her, I think it'd be great. Now that's interesting though, because that will obviously be by, you probably guess what my next one is, but back to you. What about you? All right. So the next one that I have is I would like for AEW to have a continued relationship with new Japan. And, and I'm kind of, combining these two things i want aew to have a proper streaming deal is i think that's really important i i think pay-per-view has been a dying business model for years yeah i mean it just absolutely has the WWE completely abandoned it i want to see aew do the same thing um i don't think pay-per-view is the way to go in the future and i don't like the bleacher report app you know i i went on my tirade about that yeah <laughs> my issue with the ring of honor pay-per-view where i had to watch it on my laptop because i couldn't watch it on my television um they need their own streaming deal whether it's like with hbo max or or somebody um we, we we've got to get it to where the pay-per-views are more accessible i think that's going to help the fan base a lot and i want to see them continue to work with new japan because new japan's great they've got great workers and I think some of their guys could have some great matches, uh, which we've already seen. I mean, we already saw some of the great crossover work between New Japan and AEW. I want to see it continue. Um, I'm hoping the IWGP women's division intermingles with the AEW women's division. I think that would be great. Um, I hope Sasha Banks shows up. <laughs> I want to see what she has to do. Yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah, that, that's two things I want to see. That's the two big things I want to see from AEW this year. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously... We, we all saw Forbidden Door. I mean, there were some great matches on there. I mean, my favorite actually was uh, Orange Cassidy versus Will Ospreay. And that's the reason was a lot of people were like, I want to say, not like saying it was going to be a rubbish match. I was probably one of them as well. But yeah, when you watch that match, for me, that was the best one on the card. It overperformed, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> I have such a up and down view of Orange Cassidy. I think the gimmick's absolutely stupid. <laughs> I don't like it, but you can't argue the guy's over. I mean, he's very, very over with the crowd. They pop huge for him, and he can go. You know, when he gets out of the stupid hands in the pockets thing, like he actually really can work, and uh, he gelled really well with Osprey. No complaints on that match. It was, Not at it, all. I'd like to see more of it. For me, it was probably my match of the year because it's like I remember watching it going, holy, these guys are actually putting on a big clinic. I mean, we know what Will Osprey's capable of. He's had a good match with, obviously, the new japan big stars but obviously we've saw will osprey we've seen zach saber jr we've seen okada is there any wrestlers who you you want to see from japan come over uh well let's see the women let's see kari sane come over and wrestle some in aew i'd like to see that i mean how cool would it be if kari sane came over and uh worked a little program with jamie Hayter? there you go i mean even the start even the stardom obviously wrestle because technically they're under the new japan banner yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's no reason why they can't come over as well. I'd love to see it. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for that. But And I want to see Okada wrestle some singles matches in AEW, too. Yeah, absolutely. Okada's just pro- absolutely awesome. I mean, the pop he got when he actually came in AEW was really, really good. I mean, we, we've got to see Okada versus Danielson. Come on. That, that's been like my dream match for years now. We've got to see it happen. Absolutely. Yeah. The thing is, obviously, with Forbidden Door, there was a lot of injuries going into that show. So, and also, there is talk of Forbidden Door, too. I mean, who knows? Yeah. I, I know Tony Khan said he wanted to make it an annual event. So, hopefully, that 
follows through. But I'd like to see some more outside of just Forbidden Door. Yeah, we shall definitely see when the next uh, New Japan Star shows up. So this is kind of obviously we spoke about obviously the women's obviously in wrestling a lot, but the one thing I want to see is the AEW Women's Division on the up. Now, for me, has it improved since over the last year? Absolutely, but I still feel like there's so much more. You know, they could do with the women's division. I mean, would you agree? Yeah, I mean, the women's division has improved a lot this year because let's be honest, the women's division sucked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just it just did. Uh, it it was not very good leading up to this year, but this year they've made a lot of changes. They brought in like Tony Storm and Soraya came in, and you know that the matches got better, the booking got a little better. Um, yeah, I think they're going in the right direction. They just need to keep moving. Uh, I'd like to see them. Uh, you know, like I said, intermingle a little bit more with maybe Kari Sane and some people. I think there's a lot they could do there with the women's division. They just need to keep keep progressing and keep booking them better. Yeah, absolutely. Can I propose one thing, though? Because obviously yeah. Madison Rain was obviously hired for to help the women's division, but yet there's one person there who they've not really utilized is uh, Maria Canellas. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Maria, she... I don't know. Maria is not a great wrestler, in my opinion, um, but she is great on the microphone, though, and she mm -hmm. does have a good creative mind for wrestling. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to see them use her a little more, even in just a managerial capacity. The reason I obviously said Maria Canales is because, obviously, um, Bobby Cruz and Maria did so much for the ROH women's division, so I feel like they could carry that over. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm all for it. Yeah, let, let's let her work with some of the women and uh, see what she can get out of them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, we we see a lot of talent obviously coming. Well, no, sorry, back to you. I'm mumbling on a bit there, sorry. <laughs> We're all over the place here, my man. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Don't worry about it. We're still learning. <laughs> so this is the final thing that I had on my list. Um, I... And this is something I've not heard anybody else mention, but it's just something I personally would like to see. I would like to see, well, I do have one more thing on my list, but I'd like to see AEW have a junior heavyweight slash cruiserweight division. And I, I'm curious to see what your thoughts are here, because here's the thing. The cruiserweight wrestling was the absolute best part of WCW. Mm -hmm. um, people have always wanted that since ring of honor kind of had that without calling it a cruiserweight division Our heavyweight division was kind of like a cruiserweight division for a few years. Yeah. Um, Impact of course had the X division, which was kind of their cruiserweight division was super hot for years. Yeah. Uh, PWG featured a lot of cruiserweights super hot for years. I just feel like there's so many of those kind of guys in AEW. I think it would be good to have that division. Now I know Tony Khan likes to stand out, and do things kind of the way like the Japanese do it. So he doesn't have to call it a cruiserweight division. Call it a junior heavyweight division. Have uh, Hiromu Takahashi come over and wrestle Orange Cassidy. You know, let, let's have a cruiserweight division. Let's not do the, uh, you know, the alphabet soup of all these titles nobody cares about, like the North Atlantic or whatever the Mid-Atlantic, whatever that title's called. I don't even remember the name of it. Let's get rid of that and have a junior heavyweight division because I think that could really flourish in AEW. Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing is the you said the titles. That means if they have a cruiserweight, they'd have to bring a title in. But do you think – yeah, I think the North American one is kind of – I think it's like a global type thing, you know, for like different countries and stuff. But if you're going to have a cruiserweight division, you're going to have a title. But then you, 
then it gets to a point where is there too many titles? Yeah, and there are, which they should eliminate some. <laughs> I would abolish a couple of the other titles, and I would bring in a cruiserweight title. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, the the Atlantic, whatever. I would zap that one. That would be gone. Um, I mean, I guess we could keep the TNT Championship and TBS Championships. I mean, I don't think anybody really cares about them too much. Maybe quit defending the Ring of Honor titles. Get those off of there. Stick those to Ring of Honor. I think a junior heavyweight title could fit in. I mean, we could see a, a singles feuds more uh, with guys like uh, Pack and uh, Orange Cassidy. We could see the Lucha Bros fight for that. Um, Darius Martin. Like, how great would it be to see him wrestle and compete for that title? I, I, action Andretti. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, was- any guy that works that kind of style could work that belt. And if you look at that title in New Japan, that's a major title in New Japan. I mean, that's like almost right below just the heavyweight IWGP championship. If they gave it that much reverence, I think it could be a big deal. Because a lot of these guys, they just do tag matches, and uh, I call them cluster F matches. You know, <laughs> I won't say the word because Aaron will yell at me like he did the other night. But uh, yeah, you you those matches get kind of crazy and off the wall. But I would like to see some more singles matches running that kind of style because I personally like that. I always love the WCW Cruiserweight division. I think that's something that could really add a lot of value to AEW. That's kind of interesting now because when you've actually pointed that out. There is a lot of cruiserweight, so I'm not against it. I mean, I'm all for it because, as you mentioned, I mean, that... yeah. If if you look at the way some of these guys have worked outside of AEW, I mean, go back and look at Lucha Underground. Ray Phoenix and Pentagon were enemies there, and they had awesome, phenomenal singles matches. Imagine if they replicated that in AEW. I think it would be really good. And if you put a title in the mix there, I think it's hot, man. I think it would work. I've got to be honest, that are all the ones we've covered today. I do feel like this is probably the best one because I could see it actually working. Yeah. And I, I haven't heard anybody talk about it, so this is strictly my idea. So, Tony Khan, hit me up, bro. I'll help you out. There you go. Listen to the <laughs> listen to the expert. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, no, actually, I'm all for that, and I kind of can see that. So, who knows? Maybe, maybe you should actually tweet him. He might reply. Hey, uh, you know what? I might do that. <laughs> and if he re- responds, I'll let you guys know. I kind of doubt he will, but you never know. I'll tweet that to him and see what he says. There you go. There you go. So obviously I've got quite a few more on my list, but the WWE tag division. Now it's clear from my point of view that the tag division in WWE, there is no tag division unless you're looking at the Usos, the New Day. There is some teams in NXT which I can't name, but <laughs> I really, when it comes to the tag division in WWE, I just cannot see a tag division at all. Let's be honest. Yeah, tag team wrestling has just not been something that WWE has ever really focused on in recent years. Um, it's just not. I mean, there's been a lot of Usos. There's been a lot of New Day. Um, but, I mean, that's about it. <laughs> I mean, there's just not a lot. There's a lot of just weird, randomly thrown together tag teams over the years. Uh, you know, when, when they didn't know what to do with the Miz, they'd always just pair him up with somebody and a tag team, just a random matched up tag team. Tag teams have just never really been that much of a priority in WWE. I don't, I, I don't know if you remember this, but about 15 years ago or so, they just straight up abolished tag team titles for a couple of years. 
Um, it's just no, not something they've ever really focused on very much. Uh, I wish they would, but I kind of don't think they're moving that direction. I really don't. No. And the pro- you could actually expand this as well, obviously, with the women's tag division. I mean, for me, the women's division in WWE is not that strong to have a tag division. I mean, let's be honest. I don't think so either. And I think it's, yeah, I, I just don't think it, it's very strong. Um, I, f- I forget that they exist. <laughs> I'm just being honest. And in fact, when we did our little draft show that we did a few weeks ago with Canada Dry and JFB, one of the things that I did uh, that I had on my list was I had the uh, the Viking Raiders, the War Raiders, whatever you want to call them. Because when they were War Machine, before they got the WWE, they were mm-hmm. awesome. I mean, they had some great matches in New Japan. They had a great run in uh, Ring of Honor as the tag team champions. They're very, very, very under underutilized, and they're a great tag team, and they've become an afterthought because they've been in WWE for years, and they don't get used for anything other than just weird Viking promos and, like, you know, let's eat a slab of meat and have a contest with the New Day. It's like, come on. These guys have yeah. more value than that. Yeah, do you think, obviously, over the next let's say five years, they'll just basically not be a tag division in WWE. It's a possibility. Yeah. I mean, I, I think as long as the Usos and the New Day are there, they'll probably keep it around just for them. <laughs> but if we ever lost the Usos and the New Day for whatever reason, I, I can't imagine they would continue on with the tag team division because they would have nobody at that point. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's well said. Uh, you got anything else on your list? I had one more that okay. I almost forgot about. I want to see CM Punk return. I want to see CM Punk come back to AEW, and I want to see him build off the heat of Brawl Out and have a (laughs) massive feud with Kenny Omega. That's what I want to see. I think that would melt the TV screens. It would be so hot. Yeah. um, The thing is, obviously, with all the reports now that everybody's not happy with Punk backstage, would that be more good or would it do more bad? Well, and even that's debatable because FTR's come out and said how great he was and how he took a bunch of them out and bought them dinner all the time and bought gifts for the women and everything. Um, so I, I don't know. It just depends on what narrative you pay attention to, whether you think the elite's more toxic or whether you think punk's more toxic. I think there's kind of some truth in both, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wish that everybody would get on the same page for the sake for the sake of building the product and making a lot of money. Money talks. So I, I don't think it's completely out of the realm of possibility that they'll put something, they'll, they'll put their differences aside and make some money off this. Do I think it'll happen? I lean towards saying no, but it's a possibility, and I hope it does happen because I think it would be huge. No, I mean, there's obviously, this thing is with this, there's so many reports. There's reports saying he's gone from AEW, sorry, he's coming back. There's legal things. I don't know. I think this is probably one of the most messy situations of the past few years. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine in WWE uh, Vince McMahon doing a press conference with with somebody and just you know sitting there while they run down <laughs> executives of the company and you know savagely slam them live on camera and on microphone. Tony Khan did. Um, so I, I don't know. I think it's just one of those rookie mistakes that Tony Khan made that he's, he's going to have to get a little tougher with these guys and say, look, this is my business. We want to make money. You need to stop and listen to what I have to say. And we're going to do this. Um, 
hopefully he's kind of learned a lesson a little bit from the brawl out situation and, and we won't see that moving forward. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, Tony Khan is still technically new. I mean, he's what is it? AW is like what two, three years old now, but yeah. the guy's obviously he's still gonna learn. I mean, the way I look at it is you're not gonna learn unless you do it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, he's young, he's a rookie, he's green, he's inexperienced. I'm hoping he gets there. I think he's a real smart guy. I think he's a passionate fan. Um, I hope he gets there, but he's he's got to get a little tougher with these guys and keep them a little more on the straight and narrow path or else things like this are going to come up ever so often. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but like I said, uh, until we something comes out where Punk's going to end up, we shall see. That's basically all we can say on that one. Yeah, I, I, he's kind of back in limbo again. You know, he's back and uh, I'm not talking to anybody. I'm just going to make weird random appearances here and there and not talk about wrestling at all. And that's basically what he did for seven years. So I hope <laughs> I hope this isn't the last we see of them. I do think he has value. Um, but we'll see. Fingers yep. crossed. Absolutely. So obviously I've got a few more on this now. I do believe Owen Hart's tournament in AEW is coming back next year. But this time, I wanted to see have a little bit more meaning because I feel like the last one, it was good to watch, but it didn't have that. I want to say meaning. I think that's the best way I can describe it. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of just uh, you know, we're doing a tournament, and uh, we give Adam Cole a, a flashy pink looking belt that he carries around for two weeks, and then we never mention it again. <laughs> yeah, well said. I, I would like to see it hold more value. I mean, maybe. You know, Owen, here's an idea, and this ties into something I just talked about, right? Mm -hmm. Owen Hart, to my understanding, was the first IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. Let's have the AEW Junior Heavyweight Championship and crown it through the Owen Hart Invitational Tournament. Yeah. I mean, I'm not against it. I mean, that probably would be a good little shout thing. But, yeah, obviously, everybody likes to obviously pay a tribute to Owen Hart, but... Just for me, the last one just did not stack up, for my opinion. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it were the matches. And it kind of hurts, too, the fact that there's no relationship with Martha Hart and the other Hearts. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that kind of hurts it, too. So, there's no involvement with Brett. There's no involvement with anybody else in the Hart family that has any ties to professional wrestling at all. So, it just kind of made it come up flat. You know, like, it would have been great if maybe the the winner got, like, a title shot. And the special belt was presented by like Bret Hart, you know, like it would have gave it a lot more value and made it seem a lot more special. But uh, yeah, it, it, I agree with you. It, it was one of those things that just kind of became an afterthought really quickly. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, like I said, I do know it's coming back. I don't think it is in 2023, if I'm not mistaken. I hadn't heard anything about it, but you know, I hope it does. I'd like to see it. Yeah, absolutely. So I've got two more on my list here. WWE storylines. Now, the Bloodline storyline, yep. Obviously, they put all the eggs in one basket. Now, Canada Dry made a valid point here. If you look underneath that, what other storylines is there which you can say, that's a good storyline? The Bloodline. <laughs> I mean, that's basically it. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that's really the only major story in WWE is just, uh, you know, we've got the Bloodline, and, you know, when is Sami Zayn going to either turn on them or when they're going to go... When are they going to turn on Sami Zayn? Like, that's basically the only major storyline in WWE right now. Um, so, yeah, they got to work on that a little bit. Like, they, they can't just hinge on just this bloodline story. Monday Night Raw is borderline unwatchable. 
at this point because there's just no main focus at all. Um, they tried to do the uh, Bailey Bianca Belair thing and stretch that out as far as they can, but it's just gotten stale. It's gotten boring. Uh, we need some legitimate challengers for Roman Reigns. I don't know if they're waiting to do uh, Reigns versus Sami Zayn. I don't know if they're trying to build towards that. Um, I don't know, but they got to do something. They they got to spice this up a little bit. It's getting pretty dull. Absolutely, but the only other storyline which stands out for me is obviously the uh, the Judgment Day one. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Judgment Day is cool. Um, I, I don't like how they just went the other direction with uh, having Edge in the group. I, I, I wish Edge was still a part of them, honestly. I think they would have mm-hmm. added a lot more value, but I like the Judgment Day gimmick. Uh, I love the music. I love the entrance. Um, I'm glad to see Finn Balor kind of be a little more prominent again because he kind of just went by the wayside there for a couple of years. They threw him in NXT and all that, but he's super talented. I'm glad to see him come back as a very overheel. Uh, Damian Priest is awesome. Uh, Dominic Mysterio, he's getting there. He's just, he's very green. He's just got to keep going. Rhea Ripley's amazing. I love Rhea. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, she just does so well as a heel. It just works. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, I love the way that she works. I love how she pins. It, <laughs> it's just amazing. I love the little, um, the, the back and forth that she has, uh, you know, with Dominic's opponents. I like them showing up at the Mysterio house for Christmas <laughs> and getting arrested. <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious they're probably building a Dominic Ray WrestleMania match. I think that's what they're going for. Yeah, I think that would be a really interesting match. But, yeah, I think with Dominic Mysterio, he's still technically green. He has got a lot to learn, but he's not, not been in WWE for really too long, has he? No, no. I mean, just a couple of years. And, I mean, he went straight to WWE, which, I mean, give the kid credit. Like, he's done really good straight out of the gate. You know, for someone who didn't go through any kind of developmental or anything, he did really well. Um, so, I, I think he's going to have a bright future. Uh, I'd like to see him tone up a little bit. Um, I, I think it's going to come to him. Yeah. The character work starting to come a little bit, the heel promos and everything there's, he's getting there. He's just, he's very green. He's just got to keep moving forward. Absolutely. And of course we're going to end on a, probably a big one. Now I put two companies for this, but you could actually expand to it a lot is companies to be more strategic when signing talent. We obviously know AEW signs pretty much anybody who falls off the WWE ladder. I mean, let's be honest. Impact seems to do the same thing. Do you think companies need to be a bit more strategic when signing wrestlers? Yeah. I mean, for one thing, I think AEW's roster is way too bloated. Um, and then we get this issue where guys sign and then you just don't see them for weeks. Like, and that drives me crazy. Like, it drives me crazy when they sign somebody and then they just don't use them very often. Um, I, I think they're going to have to be a bit more strategic because there's only so much roster space available and and i would imagine there's only so much budget available i mean how much more money can tony khan dish out um wwe's had a problem for years too having a bloated roster i mean they have there's a lot of guys you never see unless you go to a live event um so yeah i mean i know you gotta have guys like that to kind of fill in whenever you have injuries and and things of that nature but uh yeah they're, they're gonna have to like be a bit more strategic about who they sign and if they have any solid plans for them going into signing them. Yeah. It'd be kind of interesting, but uh, I don't know. I mean, what can we say really? But it does matter when obviously AEW signs so many ex WWE talent, but 
I feel like over the past few months, they've obviously kind of like shy away from that a little bit. Yeah, they they kind of did lay off the signings, which is good. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that what was the last one even Soraya? Like if they had one since then, no, I can't remember off the top of my head. I think that's the latest WWE one, but I think the last one for that was that Action Andrade. Right, right. Yeah, I, I was talking specifically former AEW talent or former WWE talent, but uh, yeah, they, they've kind of laid off of it a little bit, and they should just utilize what they have. They got a lot of talent already. Like, unless they get a big acquisition that they have very good concrete plans for, just work with what you have. I think they've got plenty to work with. There you go. There you go. So I think that's a great little thing to end on. Right. So do you want to tell people about the giveaway we've got coming on in the first week in Feb? We are going to give away a Magic of Wrestling shirt. So, and and what puts you in the mix is you have to send an email to us uh, at the mailbox. The email address is below, the Magic of Wrestling at Outlook.com. We're going to do a mailbag episode. And uh, we want to get as many questions as we possibly can. So one lucky person is going to win a Magical Wrestling t-shirt from uh, ProWrestlingTees.com. And, of course, who's picking the winner? I am. And I haven't come up with a methodology yet, but I'm going to come up with a good one, and I'm going to pick the winner. It's probably going to be who has the best question. Yeah. Have you actually seen any of the questions yet? I've looked. Yeah. I've looked at a couple of them. Uh, We've got some good ones. I want to see some more come in. I'm going to really push hard in the Facebook group to try to get some more questions. We're going to have a good, good mailbag episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. We are. Absolutely. And of course, um, in um, approximately a few hours, it's going to be New Year. Yeah, it's going to be uh, 2023. Uh, I hope everybody out there has a safe and wonderful celebration. Uh, if you drink, don't drive, don't overdo it, be safe, um, and have fun. Uh, 2023 is going to be a great year for everybody. I feel it. Absolutely. And what show your New Year's resolution? You know, I'm going to try to get back healthy again. Like, uh, I I was really into powerlifting a couple years ago, and I got very muscular, and I got very lean. I lost a lot of body fat. Um, I got to get back to that COVID and everything kind of knocked me off course when I had it earlier this year. Uh, so 2023, I'm going to get back into that again and, uh, start my powerlifting routine back again. I'm going to get back in shape. Wow. I mean, it's kind of, we're kind of in agreement here because that's kind of like my thing. I feel yeah. like I was since all the lockdown stuff in the UK, <laughs> my like diet things just gone down, the down thingy. So yeah, I think we're kind of like on the same little wave path here. So what's going to happen here is that you and I are going to do a New Year's Eve show next year. Yeah. And we're going to be like all buffed up. And we're going to be like, yeah, we're all buffed up. This is Magical Wrestling. Uh, Yeah. And yeah. So stay tuned. That's going to be next year for that. We're all going to be completely different. Uh, Right. So, um, yeah, that pretty much wraps all our show up. Don't forget, you can head to fmwrestling.com. You can find all our social media on there. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on YouTube. We're pretty much everywhere, right? We are everywhere that we can be found. So, yeah. And you can find me on Twitter, Mr. Isaacs. I think Liam's on Twitter as well. Um, Check us out. Interact with us. There you go. Send us a message. Uh, You can keep it clean, though. We'll just go make sure keep it clean. I don't want to know like naughty message at two o'clock in the morning when I'm asleep. (laughs) 
you got to turn those notifications off, buddy. That's oh, a, yes, yeah, absolutely. That's a big thing. I've got to do I've got to do it. And also, don't forget, you can head to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash FM Wrestling. You can buy yourself a Magical Wrestling T-shirt or you can win one in February, but you know. Yeah, uh, Magic yeah. Wrestling T-shirt, all F and wrestling. Uh, Adrian Adonis. There's a lot of good stuff there. There is, there is, and don't forget, you can tune into the all F and wrestling show tomorrow as we're doing our year awards. Uh, can I just say that was actually one of the most hardest things to debate? <laughs> yeah, I, I was on the uh, the voting committee for that as well, and uh, yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting. We had some very serious uh, discussions and. Uh, you know, debates over uh, what's the best this, what's the best that. It was good. It was interesting. It was. Interesting it was. to hear the uh, the panel discuss it. Yep. So obviously, I'll be on the show tomorrow. Joseph Graham will be on the show, and of course, the dynamic duo as we call them, Canada Dry and JFP. And I one thirty Pacific. I think I've said that time right. I hope so. Uh, they usually do their show one thirty Eastern time. Oh, there we go. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I suck at times on them. I'm Eastern time, so I, I think about it in terms of when it airs live for me, and it's it's at 1.30. Okie dokie. So, yeah, that pretty much wraps our last show up. So, hope we all have a happy new year, and we're going to end on something, a nice little message thing. Any final words from the expert? Uh, like I said, everybody have a good, safe new year. Um, you know, be careful. You know, if you drink, don't drive. Uh, and just have fun. You know, 2023 is going to be great for wrestling fans. It's going to be great for all of us. Some of us have had some rough years. I've had a rough year this year. I know a lot of you have as well. Keep your head up because 2023 is going to be good. And we're, we're going to move in the right direction. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And I'll see you all in the next one. Magic Man out and the expert Bye. out.